The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. How can it be that we have Our Lady with us this long, this many years, and find ourselves in the situation where we are at this point with? It's amazing. We would think when she came in 1981 that we would change the world now, but Our Lady is here to prepare us for the age we're coming into. What does that mean? It means she had to reform us, purify us, speak to us, call us as, as their children, then little children, to be simple enough, get rid of intellectualism, open your heart to her, fast, pray, do penance, to form us, to get to a point where then she calls us, you are my apostles. How about that? 36 years, and a couple of three years ago, she started being real strong about, you are my apostles. My son has his apostles. Do you think she's just coming in these graduated steps of teaching and educating and enlightening us for some useless purpose? 
No, we're ending the 100-year reign of Satan in the next few months, and this is a big, big deal. And nobody's reflecting enough to see because they're so busy going and coming that they don't see anything that's coming and going. Satan is leaving. He's losing his century, and Our Lady is coming. And she has to have somebody versed in her way of life and her messages and showing people how to change the direction of their lives to change the direction of the world. Isn't it strange that I said just May 2nd, 2017, a few days before her 100th anniversary of Fatima, that she said, I am calling you to reveal the truth in merciful love. What is the truth? You didn't have it 30 years ago, or even 20 years ago. And now we still don't have the fullness of it, but we have enough of it that we can start bringing it to others. And that's how this year started out. The beginning of the 100th year anniversary as it played out from January to May 13th. So on January 2nd, 2015, Ali says, I'm here as your mother to help you to come to know the truth. What is truth, Pallet said. He didn't know because there was many truths, and that's where we are today. And it's not just about God, because God is truth. We know that. But we don't know truth. We see, here and read things all day long, and people are duped. Many in the church are duped. Many at the top of the church, in the highest seat, is duped. And we got to bring them truth through merciful love, because they have been pressured to follow and do things that they shouldn't do. What do you mean by that? Pope Francis yesterday, May 24th, met with Donald Trump. And before I go into that with you, we want to continue on this January 2nd, 2015 message. She says, The Heavenly Father desires pure hearts filled with knowledge of the truth. Well, how do you get that? What is she saying this for? She said in this message, the word truth twelve times. And so how do we get it? She says it. She reveals it to us. What's the beginning to come to no truth? She says, quote, many false truths are being offered to you. Amazing statement. So she's saying that you have a truth, and many of you believe you think you have the truth, and you believe in certain things being told to you, and it's bombarded to you all the way up to Pope Francis. But it's a deception. Many false truths are being offered to you. That's why she had to bring a body of people up to the messages to understand the scriptures to show us we are not on the right path in what we believe in. She continues, you will overcome them with the heart. What does she mean by that? You will overcome what? The false truths. So you just can't get truth. You just can't be thinking about it. Oh, I'm going to listen to the news. I'm going to study. I'm going to do this. Now she says, you will overcome them, the false truths that's offered to you. You will overcome them with a heart cleansed by fasting, prayer, penance, and the gospel. Not the universities, not the professors, 
Now, edicts, in some cases, something is written in encyclicals. Allah says, I have to cleanse by fasting, prayer, penance, and gospel. This is the only truth, and it is a truth which my son left you. Toward the end, she says, I will make use of you as apostles of love to help all my children to come to know the truth. And that's what we want to discuss today. So meditate on this message of 2015, the beginning of the year, that something else came out when Anale gave this message about truth 12 times. And it's incredible about this 2015 date that Pope Francis released the encyclical on the environment in 2015. You think there's a correlation there? I'm telling you, this agenda, Agenda 21, and this environmentalism is the biggest lie out there. And it's growing and it's increasing. It's a religious thing without God, making the earth God. We got people going to hell and we're telling Trump today that we got to have a commitment. Yesterday, Pope Francis joined the international course urging Donald Trump to meet all the U.S. commitments on climate change at the talks in the Vatican. Pope Francis gave him a copy of the 2015 encyclical, which calls for urgent, drastic cuts in fossil fuels and emissions. We have a crisis in the world today, and I know everybody talks about climate change, but most people for it, we're getting bombarded by this. Why is this so important for you to know? Because you need to know truth, because this is the biggest thing that's going to enslave us. The plans of Satan has got to be broken. And our lady calls you to know the truth. I'm here to help you come. So she precedes this in Sicil just a few months, saying that's not truth out there that you believe in. And you have to pray and fast. And do penance and read scriptures. That's what I did. That's how I found the truth about this. There's a report out saying about the meeting with Francis yesterday and President Trump. Pressure has also come from business groups, including 280 investors representing more than 17 trillion in assets who released a statement Monday saying climate change must be an urgent priority for all the G20 nations. Executives have warned that Trump would put U.S. companies at a disadvantage if he pulled out of this pact. What a lie. And so today, President Trump is in Brussels. From there, he goes to Sicily to meet with the G7 summit. And Pope Francis was putting pressure and wanted that, one of the things, that he would give into this encyclical on the climate change. The encyclical says, on one of his statements, they quote St. Francis first about Mother Earth and all these things. And then it continues and says, This sister now cries out to us because of the harm we have inflicted on her by irresponsible use and abuse of the goods with which God has endowed her. We have come to see ourselves as lords and masters entitled to plunder her. The last time I read the Bible, rather than submit to the earth, it said in Genesis, 
28. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. We're not to be subdued by it. What does that mean? And have dominion over the fish, the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over every living creature and thing that moves upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed, which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree with seed and its fruit. And you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, he didn't say some of them, 80% of them. He said all of them. And to everything that creeps upon the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I've given every green plant and food. And God saw that it was good. The Quito Accords is very evil. And you might think, well, I'm pitting myself against Pope Francis. No, Pope Francis was assailed by people who wrote this encyclical, put it together, got him to put his name on it, who are some of those leading people of the Green Movement. I got a clip that I wrote that was narrated that was in the book, Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. There's an agenda. This was written when? 2005? It was written in 2007. So I was thinking these things in 2004, 2005, 2006, or released in 2007. And I knew when I saw this, because I'd been with a cognition, I'd been cleansing myself, I'd been fasting, I'd been asking for the truth and doing penance and reading the scriptures. And as soon as these things came out, I said, there's something wrong here. This global warming thing, something's very, very bad. It's the biggest perpetrated lie that exists on the earth right now besides Satan himself. And you say, well, I'm still not so interested in this. You better be because the lady says you're called to reveal truth. And I'm commanded to tell you some of the things that we're going to unfold for you. Because Francis is being used. You say, he's a pope. The Pope was wrong about Galileo. We're not talking about unscientific things. Science is factual, not theoretical. Climate change is not even theoretical. It's made up. It is totally fabricated with an agenda. And what you're going to hear is what the environmentalists couldn't get through. They couldn't make it happen. And doing research in 2005 and six. I cracked this open through cleansing, through prayer, through fasting, through penance, then through reading the Bible. So they realized what they had to do is take over the church. It's documented. This book is published. It's out there on people's shelves. And it's wrote in there that the church would be used to get climate change. And that's exactly what Satan achieved yesterday. You say, how can I say that? You know what Maximilian Kolbe did? He saw in the streets of Rome the Masons carrying signs that said that Lucifer would rule over the Vatican in 2017. You say, well, this is going too far. I can't say that. No, Maximilian Kolbe said that. That's why he prayed in front of the statue when he saw that happening. That's why he started the Immaculata, the militia. It bothered him that they said that. And climate change is of the devil. 
It used to be called Gorbin Woman. Do you know if you don't believe in that, what you're called? You're called a denier. Why do they say that? Because denier is denying something of that's godlike. And I'll prove to you that this is godlike. But we'll start off with this clip, a part of the book explaining that we cannot do this if we can't go through religion. We have to green up the religions, and the Catholic Church is the number one target that we're going to go after to get inside of them and then let them spread it for us because we don't have the megaphone the Catholic Church does and the other religions. And if Catholic Church files, all the other Christian denominations will do the same. And so you listen. This is fact-based. I studied this very deep. And it's all based up in references, what you're about to hear. This is an excerpt from chapter 10 of Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. For 20 years, the environmental issues not only lost ground, but the movement itself weakened until five of the world's major faiths, initiated by the ecoists, were invited to Assisi, Italy, a politically correct move choosing St. Francis's hometown with the plan to get the religious active in ecological work. Targeting the world's religions to parasite their objectives, the Bio-Bible shows their intent to take the lead through the efforts of secular eco-influences by the title they used in describing the gathering in Assisi, The Greening of the World Religions. The religious groups gathered in Assisi met with the environmental groups who orchestrated and put forth an eco-agenda. The aim of this religious eco-summit was to influence the major religions to come to terms with the fact that the environmental groups were the good guys and victims of Western Christian worldviews, and that their secular worldviews must be respected to counter the dominant thinking of the Western Christian worldview. The Bio-Bible states as an objective for the Assisi gathering that alternative worldviews and ethics must be respected to counter current dominant biblical thinking. Those gathered from the different faiths were put on a guilt trip from the beginning of the meeting by being blocked at the entrance of St. Francis Basilica in Assisi by a Maori warrior dressed in all his battle array. Before any participants of this UN gathering were allowed to enter, formal apologies had to be made by all the faiths for the crimes that were said to have been committed that brought the destruction of indigenous people of the Third World. The psychological moves continued once inside, in which they went through more repentance and elaborate ceremonies and made a new alliance, all to the favor of the eco-agenda in a grand scheme to hijack the faiths to please let us as victims use you as our megaphone, the Bio-Bible reported that the initiative helped reach untold millions worldwide with a conservation message through religious channels. This book is completely narrated from the beginning to the end. You have to listen to it. There's no way... This encyclopedia was released, and just before it, Our Lady says this, I'm here because I desire to help you to come to know truth. And she relays, God desires to purify your hearts, to fill you with knowledge of the truth. Here we are at the highest summit in the church, and we got something that's untruth being promoted. You say, well, encyclopedia can't be that. 
So we'll read a quote from the encyclical. We're a little alarmed in seeing quoted in this encyclical that the Rio Declaration on the Environment and Development, which was the summit in 1992 that produced the Bio Bible, or that's the term a friend of Medjugorje, called the... Uh, well, let me, let me interject sorry. with that, Dave, because the, the, the Bio Bible was a, the Global Biodiversity Assessment. In other words, it was the conscience of the UN's Agenda 21 for sustainable, smart growth development, environmental programs, et cetera, and it's entitled The Cultural and Spiritual Values of Biodiversity. So they put this thing together. So for the sake of writing this, I termed it and named it the Bio Bible. Because in the beginning of the Bio Bible, it makes Bible-like statements. It's a religion. And it's stated about the Bible Bible itself in the beginning, this book is to be treated, it's, it's put in the very front of it, to be treated with respect. This is their Bible. It's into the church now. Two parts of it being the encyclical. So you're quoting from that. So within the encyclical on the environment that was released in 2015, it states the 1992 Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro, is worth mentioning. It proclaimed that mankind is at the center of concerns for sustainable development. Echoing the 1972 Stockholm Declaration, it enshrined international cooperation to care for the ecosystem of the entire Earth, the obligation of those who cause pollution to assume its costs, and the duty to assess the environmental impact of given projects and works. It set the goal of limiting greenhouse gas concentration in the atmosphere in an effort to reverse the trend of global warming. It also drew up an agenda with an action plan and a convention on biodiversity and stated principles regarding forests. Although the summit was a real step forward and prophetic for its time, its accords have been poorly implemented due to the lack of suitable mechanisms for oversight, periodic review, and penalties in cases of noncompliance. So here we have a statement in an encyclical that came out of a bow Bible, which calls itself to be treated with respect, full of new age, population control, making the earth God, and it counters the Bible, and it gets in the encyclical to the Sissi Accords. And you wonder why our lady says, I come here to teach you truth? And we think, okay, when she says that, we'll say, okay, she's talking about the truth of her son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, and he's our Savior, etc. To help you to come and know the truth. Is it just truth? No, the Heavenly Father desires pure hearts filled with knowledge of the truth. Not just religious things, but of nature, of how things are. Why is this turned into a religion? It is a religion. Don't make any beans about it. And behind it is to make a lot of money. It will put us back into the dark ages. And in fact, if we do what they say scientifically, no, they're not saying scientifically. In fact, if we do what they say, it will harm the earth. It's very damaging to restrict greenhouse gases, 
You say, how can that be? Because they're telling you just the opposite and what they're for and what they're claiming is actually harmful to the earth. It's just the opposite. Satan's getting you, if you're for climate change and you believe this, to actually damage the earth. Global warming, climate change. In the 90s, it was the Ice Age came in. All through the 90s, all we heard, the Ice Age is coming. The Ice Age is coming. Go look it up. Go go Google it and f- listen to the news clips, and you'll see a thousand times people talking about the Ice Age. It's coming. It's coming. I used to ride around in my truck and work and think, oh, that's scary stuff. But see, I wasn't cleansed at that point. And many false truths were being offered to me. Let's quote to Our Lady, to you, I change you to me. You will overcome them with a heart cleansed by fasting, prayer, penance, and the gospel. That's all you need to know to understand how big of a lie this is and how evil it is and where it's going to take us. Look what happened while you're sleeping. Was it done from research? It was done by being cleansed by fasting, prayer, penance, and the gospel. That's where I learned it. That's how I learned to see it. That's how I understood it. You say, okay, friend of Medjugorje, tell us how this is going to hurt the earth if we're trying to reduce emissions. I worked with a scientist and a whole team of people for one year to make a one poster. And what we're going to do, we're going to go read each step. There's 12 steps in here that we made this for school because you got to get this poster and you got to teach your children. You got to go at nighttime and explain to them and make them memorize it, basically, because they're brainwashing you from USA Today to the news, to the teachers, the professors, everywhere you go. And now the church, they finally got in sickly out supporting this. It's a grave, grave evil. Pope Francis is a good man. He's got a good heart. The world's a big place. Trump can make decisions by what he does across the world, by what he's informed by. But they wanted to hijack the church to surrogate it to be their megaphone. Where do you go? We only got 345 million people in the United States the Pope speaks to seven and a half billion people. Over two and a half billion are Christian. Well, over a billion is just Catholic. Who are you going to hijack? And now they're going to get Trump on board. And even Francis is going to pressure him for that. Let's pray to God he holds up and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Because he has truth in it. And he hopefully still has truth. But in this poster, we're going to read each one of the steps that explains greenhouse gases. This is science. This is solid. This is factual. This is not theoretical. You can take this to the bank because everything you're about to hear can be proven. And the challenge I had through cleansing myself through fasting and prayer and penance and the gospel was to how to make this be understood simply. That's why it took a whole year, because it's a very complex thing. How do you undo the lie? How do you counter it with one argument in 12 steps that would blow it out of the water? Because everything you're about to hear can be factually supported, and everything that they counter to this can't be. And keep in mind 
that they're saying the danger is greenhouse gases. That this writing and this poster, this teaching is the greenhouse gases is your friend. And God built it that way to help us. So, Joan, you start reading your first step, and we're going through. Number one, about two-thirds of the sun's heat passes through the atmosphere. About one-third of it is bounced back into space by the Earth's atmosphere. Number two, while most of the sun's heat is absorbed by the Earth, about 15% is reflected off the Earth back into the air. So why is that the case? We're going to show you what the atmosphere does about trapped greenhouse gases. Why some comes through and some doesn't. Three, the point that's made is some of the heat passes back through the atmosphere. The rest is contained around the Earth by a layer of gases known as greenhouse gases. So the sun sends that. One, it talks about passes, two-thirds passes through the atmosphere, and then one-third bounces right back out in the space. But most of the sun's heat is absorbed. That means 15% is reflected off the Earth back into the air. So number four, carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases are released by man's use of coal, oil, and hydrocarbon fuels. There are several sources of greenhouse gases besides man. The greenhouse gases are turned into a protective layer around the Earth. Without this greenhouse, the Earth's average temperature would be 34 degrees Fahrenheit instead of the present 57 degree Fahrenheit, much too cold to support life. So that was simple enough, but let's reiterate that so you grasp it. The greenhouse gases are turned into a protective layer around the earth. You haven't heard that. You don't have the climate change you're saying, I mean, greenhouse gases is actually protecting the earth? Yes, that's exactly what it's doing. Because if you didn't have this greenhouse effect, the earth would be averaged 34 degrees. That won't support life. Number five, plants absorb this released CO2 and convert it into nutrients to be used. The excess oxygen is released by plants into the air to be used by man and animals. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Where do you get that? That's not what the newspaper says. That's not what everybody in the world saying. That's not what all these 70 nations or whatever number the Quito courts have. That's what we're being assailed by. This can't be true. You mean, you mean plants absorb the CO2s that's being released? And they convert that to nutrients to be used. And this, and the oxygen is given off and released by the plants in the air. And man uses that. It's supposed to be harming man. And then animals uses that. It's supposed to be harming the animals. That don't make sense. But I don't know how to refute that because I guess that's science. Number six, as this chart shows, the earth's temperature varies considerably over the years. We are in a natural warming trend, recovering from an unusual cold period known as a little ice age that occurred just 300 years ago. Now, when we say ice age, we're not talking about really a little ice age. We're just talking about a slight temperature of cooling. And that was between 1500 and 2000 AD. 
and we can actually chart this. Why is it important? Because of number seven. Are greenhouse gases good? The questions asked and then answered. The greenhouse gas, CO2, causes plant life and animal life that depends on it to thrive. What mankind is doing is liberating carbon beneath the Earth's surface, mining, coal, oil, etc., and putting it into the atmosphere where it is available for conversion into living organisms. You're saying, Joan, that the more mining of coal and oil and all these other products that God has given to us in the Earth puts more carbons in the air, which feeds more plants, which makes more plants grow, which feeds more population, because living organisms need that carbon. Does that mean when man populates more, and he has to use more fires and more oils, that there's a factor in nature that God put there that would cause more plants to consume that and give off more oxygen for the higher population of people? This is amazing. How come we haven't heard this? Why is this not being taught in school? Number eight, the question is asked, are we melting the glaciers? Graphs showing 169 of the Earth's glaciers show that over the past 200 years, they have shortened by almost 2,000 meters. Half of that shortening took place before the Industrial Revolution, and three-fourths of it occurred before the CO2 had significantly risen in the atmosphere. That shows that it is not man that is causing the glaciers to melt. Yes. Did you make that up? <laughs> that, that can't be. They're not telling us this. How could that be? Explain that to me again. So of the Earth's glaciers that have been charted, that have shortened by almost 2,000 meters, Half of that shortening took place before the Industrial Revolution. You mean all that pollution and all the things and all the coal that was burned, mined, and all those things when it really, really was pollution going on, that glaciers were melting before that? Three-fourths of the shortening of the Earth's glaciers occurred before the CO2 had significantly risen in the atmosphere. And that shows that it is not man that is causing the glaciers to melt. That's a scientific fact, people. We researched it. We worked with scientists. It's there. And there's no there there with what you're hearing contrary to that. Number nine is a big one. It is huge. It's a huge point. It says, did you know no more than 3% of the Earth's Ice-free land is occupied. That's a very small amount. We're talking about it melting. No more than 3% of the Earth's ice-free land is occupied by man. Less than one-ninth is used for agricultural. You mean, okay, this thing says here, that was put together with scientists, that less than one-ninth is used for agricultural purposes. One-ninth of the surface of the earth. Eight times and perhaps as much as 22 times the world's population, 5 billion as of it was in 1988, could support itself at the present standard of living using present technology, and this will still leave 
half the Earth's surface open to wildlife and conservation areas. You say that's hard to believe. You mean 22 times 5? What is 5 times 22, Riaz? 110. You mean our Earth can support 110 billion people on Earth and we only take up half of the world and leaving everything open up for the rest of the wildlife and conservation areas? That's an amazing thing. Why don't we stop here before we go on the next thing and play the clip that all those people say overpopulation is going to destroy us. You're going to hear something in the book. Look what happened when you sleep. And another clip that is amazing. I ran across it in my research. And this will shock you. This comes from chapter 15 of Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping. It accounts for the recurring theme throughout history of overpopulation. Plato and Aristotle worried about it half a millennium before Christ. Athens was a great center of commerce and culture and a very crowded city. Chinese cities were crowded centers for the exchange of products and ideas, and Confucius and other Chinese thinkers worried about excessive population growth. Tertullian, writing in crowded Carthage in the second century after Christ, said, what most frequently meets our view and occasions complaint is our teeming population. Our numbers are burdensome to the world, which can hardly support us. In every deed, pestilence and famine and wars and earthquakes have to be regarded as a remedy for nations, as the means of pruning the luxuriance of the human race. St. Jerome, who translated the Bible from Greek in the 4th century, wrote, that the world is already full and the population is too large for the soil. None of these earlier city-dwelling philosophers could soar over the earth and see that outside of their immediate view there were almost no people at all. And so it is with us. We spend our daily lives amid crowds of people and vehicles thronging together to conduct our mutual affairs to trade goods and ideas, and to reap the benefits of specialization and exchange. Given the immediate impact, common to the human condition in all ages, it is easy to suppose, along with Tertullian, that our numbers are burdensome to the world. Can you believe that? St. Jerome, he translated the Bible with two women in Bethlehem right there by the nativity. This guy's got truth, and he says that we've overburdened the world with its population. There was nobody on earth at that time. The population was so small, it was unbelievable. Now, what we do have is a population concentration problem. That's the problem. That's what our age calls through our messages to a way of life where you're not living that way because we're called to an agrarian way of living, not the city dwellers. You say, well, I like the city. Okay, we'll dwell there. Be overpopulated. But it's not a truth in the sense that we're overpopulated and the earth can't sustain itself. God knows what he's doing. And the earth will not end until God decides it. It's not on us to determine that. Yes, we can damage things. We can be reckless. But we can never destroy the world. Because God will correct that. It's sin that destroys the world, not what we use. Yes, there can be greed, there can be plundering, but I reject the way the environmentalists say plundering. Our lady has talked about modernism and consumerism, 
but their green way of life makes you efficient. That's a separate sin. But the environmentalists jump on this and come up with the lie about these carbons, which is very dangerous to stop because we won't have the vegetation that will grow that feeds the animals that feeds the people. God's got a mechanism in nature naturally gauging by a thermostat of the population increasing, consuming more, which causes more carbons, which the plant life needs, which expels more oxygen, which man and animals need. Amazing. And it's just that simple. It's just simple science. I am here to help you to come to know the truth. The Heavenly Father wants your hearts to be pure with the knowledge of the truth. It's just simple, people. Because we have a lot of people that follow Our Lady that believes in climate change, global warming, and all this stupid stuff. Because it is, it's not stupid. It's satanic. The point I left on, number nine, about 3% of the Earth's ice-free land is only occupied by man. Is a graph on this poster that's amazing. It took us a long time to figure this out. We went back and forth, sent it back to the scientists. We did the graphics. We did the arts. Number 10, part of that says, how much CO2 is man really releasing? Now, this is a fact that you're about to find out about carbons being released by man that we just have in Ezekiel encouraging pressure on the president to go along with the Cato Accords and all the other stuff that they're doing. And it shows that there's four columns, four steps to this. Each one goes to the top to the bottom of the, of the poster. The first one would go off the poster. It's a graph showing up, a blue line, of the ocean, of how much carbons is released by the ocean. We couldn't scale that. We scaled the rest of them. The ocean would be 16 foot tall. This poster is only about 30 inches tall. So the oceans has the most CO2. It contains almost 40,000 gigatons of carbon. It's hard to get your head around how much that is, but it's astronomical. 40,000 gigatons of carbon. The blue bar above would be over 16 feet high. So the ocean gives away the most carbon. Number two, plants in the soil. How much do they release? All plants and trees, both alive and decaying, as well as the soil, contains 2,200 gigatons of carbon. So they contain that much carbon and release it when they decay, etc. But that's only 2,200 compared to the ocean's 40,000. Go to number three, the atmosphere. How much carbon is in the atmosphere? The atmosphere contains an estimated 780 gigatons of carbon. So you add all that up, those three things, versus man with all his activities, including all his trucks, all his cars, cities, factories across the whole world. And you know what it releases? Only 7.9 gigatons of carbon per year, not per day, per year. Let me tell you those figures again. 
40,000 gigatons of carbon from the ocean, 2,200 gigatons of carbon from plant life. The atmosphere around the whole world is estimated to be 780 gigatons of carbon. You put that versus man's 7.9 gigatons of carbon per year. That's only 0.02% that contained in the oceans, plants, soil, and atmosphere. Does that blow you away? I tell you what, it does blow away. It blows the whole argument of anybody that would believe in global warming, climate change, or we're destroying the earth. 0.02% with all the factories, everything we're mining, everything we're doing. That's just one fact. We brought to you several of them. There's enough to show you. So number 11, did you know that since 1950, the American forests have increased by 40%? That's almost a two-fifths increase in 50 years. And the Amazonian rainforests are increasing by 4,000 pounds of biomass per acre each year. Bet you didn't hear that in school. Bet you didn't read that in the sequel. Bet you they don't want you to know about that. Because that has to come from scientists, and that's not where they're going to. Did you know we got over 35,000 PhDs, climatologists, scientists, different people in different occupations connected to the climate that has signed on that climate change and global warming is false. It's a lie. Fake science. It's fake science. It can be annihilated. Here we have 11 points. We got one more to go to show you this is completely completely off the this is all arguments you have this is all you need and we're revealing this to you because we're commanded on may 2nd 2017 i'm calling you to reveal the truth through mercy for love as mercy we're coming to you i feel sorry for francis you say he's the pope he's that he's yeah he is that's exactly why i'm showing this you need to order this poster and flood the vatican with it because he needs to take it over to the scientific department in the Vatican, which we have that. And I read when after I really stuck up where I was sleeping, they were against global warming at the time. But yet the Sissy Accords whittled them away and they got somebody ahead of it now. And he's a priest, last I read, I don't know if they've replaced him, who believes in all this garbage. If you tell a lie enough, if you keep repeating it all day long, must be true because everybody's saying it. Everybody said global warming is real. We're showing you the reasons it's not. Climate change is real because everybody's talking about it. It's in all the school textbooks. It's a lie from the devil. And its purpose is very dark with an agenda. And number 12, did you know global warming is happening on other planets? Wait, 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 wait. Read that again, Riaz. Did you know global warming is happening on other planets? How do you know that? NASA missions and other astronomical studies have shown that Mars, Jupiter, Pluto, Neptune, and its moon Triton 
are warming just like the Earth, both in relation to the sun's activities. Most people and most scientists agree that there are no humans on other planets. Oh, come on. This, this, you, that carbon had to release from the Earth and got up back to Neptune somehow. It's got to be. How else would it be there? Oh, I guess astronomical studies show that. Boy, these global alarmists, they're in trouble. Don't you think it's interesting? And I just, I wrote this and put this together how many years ago. And it just dawned on me going through this, 12, 12 stars, 12 apostles, 12 tribes of Israel. 12 is important. I never even saw this before when we put it together. I never thought about 12. We stopped at that because that's the 12 points that annihilates this whole thing. On the back of it, we printed very, very tiny, 31,487 names of people who signed on. I want to read what I wrote for the back of this poster. It says, global warming is not a threat and is rejected as junk science. 31,487 physicists, geophysicists, climatologists, meteorologists, oceanographers, environmental scientists, scientists whose fields of specialization in chemistry, biochemistry, biology, and other life science signed the anti-global warming petition. When they sign it, this is what they're adhering. All these people, we, we recently put back on the press these posters we made and printed all 31,000 plus scientists on the back of it. But this is what they sign. We the following urge you, not, these are all these scientists. What you'll hear from these people is nobody believes this. No scientists believe it. Well, these names were authenticated. And this is what they signed. We the following urge the United States government to reject the global warming agreement that was written in Kato, Japan in December 1997 and any other similar proposals. The proposed limits on greenhouse gases would harm the environment. Remember, 31,000 people are saying this. Highly qualified. Speaking in facts. The proposed limits on greenhouse gases would harm the environment, hinder the advancement of science and technology, and damage the health and welfare of mankind. Wow. You've never heard that anywhere, have you? And you don't want to teach your kids this? You don't want to demand that the schools at least would give a counter argument for what they're saying about global warming? And the weight's more on our side than theirs. They have no weight. They have nothing but theory. It's not even theory. There's nothing sound about it. The petition continues. There is no convincing scientific evidence that human release of carbon dioxide, methane, or other greenhouse gases is causing or will in the foreseeable future cause catastrophic heating of the Earth's atmosphere and disruption of the Earth's climate. Moreover, there is substantial scientific evidence that increases in atmospheric carbon dioxide produce many beneficial effects upon the natural planet 
and animal environments of the earth. The cost of this petition project had been paid entirely by private donations. No industrial funding or money from sources within the coal, oil, natural gas, or related industries have been utilized. The petition's organizers, who include some faculty members of the staff of the Oregon Institute of Science and Medicine, do not otherwise receive funds from such sources. The Institute itself has no such funding. Also, no funds of tax-exempt organizations have been used in this project. The signature and the text of the petition stand alone and speak for themselves. The scientists have signed this specific document. They're not associated with any particular organization. The signatures represent a strong statement about the important issues of many of the best scientific minds in the United States of America. Look through the following 31,000 names yourself. Find your state and ask yourself, what does this tell you about the disinformation that you receive daily? Global warming as a danger is more than a sham. It is fraudulent. So here you have it. All these years, from the 90s, even before that, saying we're going to be in an ice age all through the 90s and the late 80s, into global warming, into other things about the environmental catastrophe that's coming to the earth, and now they change it to climate change. All this is refuted. The millions of pages of documentation that's false, made up, this light is refuted. Just like all the laws are refuted and not necessary in every city council, county, state, nation, the world. Millions of laws by simple Ten Commandments. If people just live the Ten Commandments, you wouldn't see any of the laws. That should not kill. Wouldn't well, have to be nobody going to jail for murder. So we have everything within Ten Commandments. We have everything in this 12 points. Thou should not believe in climate change for this reason. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. You've got 12 reasons that completely blows it out of the sky. The 12 Commandments. Thou should not believe in climate change. That we just read in a few minutes that we laid out an argument against the climate change truth or false that is completely false, and that is just the opposite. It's not a neutral position you go to. We want carbons in the air, ratioed to the amount of population that's alive, because God clearly put this mechanism there that as we use more carbons, the Indians had more fires, those things went in there, it fed more vegetation, which fed more animals, what we've already talked about. The devil antes what God made and put here. How many of you listen to this have been in a greenhouse or own a greenhouse or want a greenhouse? Why? Because your plants grow better in the greenhouse. When they get this out publicly, they won't call this greenhouse gases no more. So here's 12 reasons that I want you to refute it if you believe this. You cannot refute this. It's impossible. Number nine. 
that I talked about. Number 10 that I talked about, about what the oceans and the plant life and what the atmosphere versus man. You can't refute that one point. Not the all 12. You just take that one thing. But several of these, one or two of them, three of them, can still refute everything that they say. If you can't refute this science here on a level where we just simply talked about in a simplicity, case closed case, then you have to move off your position. You have to start fighting this. You have to go against this climate change in the schools is everywhere. You have to object to it. That's a lie. You don't know what you're talking about. And order these posters. It's real simple. Just like our laws and disorder. Ten Commandments. Science is science, as I already said. This is very simple. We've got the solution, and we're commanded to confront people because they said, you reveal the truth. Many false truths are being offered to you. Never have we had so many people be delusioned, confused, confirmed, believe, support, And carried on as a religion is this false religion of climate change. Our lady is here for us to be holy. We can't be holy if we support evil. You say, well, what's the harm if they're doing this? It's an agenda to extract trillions of dollars from different nations and to bring civilization back to being primitive. Because the world won't be able to support itself if this is fulfilled. Look what happened while you were sleeping by Friend of Medjugorje can be downloaded in the audiobook form free of charge. If you go to medj.com on the left-hand menu all the way to the bottom of the downloads section, you'll see an item that says audio. And when you get to that page, go all the way to the very, very bottom of the page. And you'll see Look What Happened While You Were Sleeping audiobook there. And that's a free download on match.com. I'm telling you, it's more important to read. Look what happened while you're sleeping now than it was 11 years ago. You have to read it. But not just read it. You have to read it through purifying yourself, cleansing yourself by fasting, prayer, and penance, and reading the Bible. And look what happened when you're sleeping. is filled with the Bible. And these posters are sent to you free. You just cover some posters, a donation for that. You need to get this into your schools. You need to put it in next September. You need to put it into your churches. You need to spread it. Because Satan is spreading this with something that's going to be very wicked in the end if we don't expose it. And now we're commanded by Our Lady on May 2nd. I'm calling you to begin to reveal truth. We can't be silent anymore. You need to confront it. And we wrote this and put this together and printed it to be a tool for you. We wish you a lady. We love you. Goodbye.
The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Metrigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205 Six seven two two thousand.